Welcome to the Wall Street Journal for Monday, September 18th, 2017. From Audible, today you'll hear these five stories. With world's eyes on Rohingya crisis, Myanmar's top general calls for unity. Iraqi forces drive out Islamic State from town near Syria border. Facebook gave special counsel Robert Mueller more details on Russian ad buys than Congress. Why there are never enough new iPhones. And how Bank of America ditched 1,597 branches across the U.S. From the World section of the Wall Street Journal, with world's eyes on Rohingya crisis, Myanmar's top general calls for unity, by James Hookway. Myanmar's top military commander has urged the country to unite in the face of growing international criticism of its treatment of the ethnic Rohingya minority, some 400,000 of whom have now sought refuge across the border in Bangladesh in the past three weeks. Bangladesh and other nations have said they would raise the plight of the Muslim Rohingya at the United Nations General Assembly this coming week in New York. UN officials are among those labeling the crisis as a clear instance of ethnic cleansing. Bangladesh medical officials said Sunday they are trying to restrict the refugees from moving further into the country and have now begun immunizing tens of thousands of children against disease, the Associated Press reported. In comments posted to his official Facebook page Saturday, Senior General Min Ong Hlaing reflected the widespread view in Myanmar that the stateless Rohingya are illegal immigrants from Bangladesh and should be known as Bengalis. They have demanded recognition as Rohingya, which has never been an ethnic group in Myanmar, General Min Ong Hlaing said. The Bengali issue is a national cause, and we need to be united in establishing the truth. Myanmar's armed forces began sweeping through the northern reaches of Rakhine State, which borders Bangladesh, after militant Rohingya carried out a series of attacks on government outposts on August 25th, killing 12 security officials. The area has long been steeped in tension, with many Rohingya saying their roots in the area go back centuries. Myanmar, for its part, regards the attacks as the militants' first significant attempt to carve out their own territory in the area, and its response has been ferocious. Refugees have reported soldiers shooting villagers and torching homes. In some instances, local Buddhist vigilantes joined the violence, while others fled towards safer areas away from the borders. Myanmar's civilian leader, Nobel Peace Prize winner Aung San Suu Kyi, is under pressure to contain the military as it continues its operations in Rakhine State. Fellow Nobel laureates have called on her to speak out with the moral authority earned with her own Nobel Prize, awarded in 1991 for resisting military rule. How many Rohingya have to die? How many Rohingya women will be raped? How many communities will be raised before you raise your voice in defense of those who have no voice? One group of laureates wrote, It is difficult for Ms. Su Chi to constrain Myanmar's army, however. The junta that ruled Myanmar for nearly five decades was dissolved in 2011, but left behind a constitution that secures a role for the military in running the country and prevents Ms. Su Chi from becoming president after she won national elections in 2015, on the grounds that her children are foreign nationals. She instead holds the specially created post of state councillor. The army can also veto government directives, and changing the constitution is impossible without action from the 25% of seats it is allocated in the country's parliament. Political analysts in Myanmar say that, in effect, the 2015 elections were a contest to see who shares power with the army. In her only public comments on the latest Rohingya crisis, Ms. Su Chi so far has chosen not to confront General Min Aung Hlaing, but to commend the military's response to the August 25th attacks. She also canceled her visit to the UN General Assembly to deal with the crisis. She is scheduled to address Myanmar's diplomatic corps and press on the crisis on Tuesday, 
and her speech will likely be closely watched for signs as to whether she will ultimately break ranks with General Min Aung Hlaing or stay with the army in the current government. It may well be the most important speech that the state councillor ever gives, said Myanmar author and commentator Thant Mint U. From the World section of the Wall Street Journal, Iraqi forces drive out Islamic State from town near Syria border by Ghassan Adnan and Isabel Coles. Iraqi forces drove Islamic State militants from an area in the western desert near the borders with Syria and Jordan on Saturday, making further inroads into the group's last remaining territory in the country. The recapture of the area, Akashat, helps secure a newly reopened border crossing with Jordan and will facilitate future operations to clear Islamic State from the rest of the western province of Anbar, Iraqi military officials said. Iraqi commanders said security forces and allied paramilitaries had faced little resistance from the militants in Akashat, attributing that to the extremist group's low morale after two major defeats in recent months, including the loss of its stronghold, Mosul. The Iraqi Air Force dropped leaflets over Akashat before the assault was launched early in the morning, informing civilians of their imminent salvation and issuing an ultimatum to the militants, surrender or be killed. Liberating Akashat means securing the international road with Jordan and increasing the pressure on terrorists in western Anbar, Brigadier General Yahya Rasul, the spokesman for Iraq's Joint Operations Command, told state television. Western Anbar is one of the last major pockets of territory controlled by Islamic State in Iraq, besides Hawija in the north of the country, which Iraq's army has said it plans to attack soon. Anbar Operations Commander Staff Lieutenant General Mahmoud al-Falahi said the few insurgents in the area had escaped to other parts of the province still held by Islamic State, leaving only improvised explosive devices to impede Iraqi forces' advance. The enemy has lost the initiative, Hassan al-Abbasi, advisor to Iraq's counterterrorism forces, told state television. The group is now suffering from the loss of 400...